Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. This is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there? I love you so much. It just hurts, okay? We have been praying for you over here. We prayed for you on the way over here. Uh, This show is... Okay, I'm already obsessed with this guest already, and I I just talked to her for a couple minutes here. Um, Adoption. Y'all know I'm obsessed with adoption, okay? I have adopted my two babies. Um, Love them, love them, love them. Adoption, if it's in your heart, you need to pay attention to that. Before we get to our guests, I want to talk about um, contacting us. Okay, social media makes it so easy to contact us. Um, Autumn Miles, Facebook, everything. I don't do a lot with Twitter. I should do more with Twitter. Lori's looking at me, my producer, going... I don't do it either, but it's there. I'd love to talk to you on it. Um, The Blush Network, we want to hear from you. Are these shows impacting you? The only way we know that if they're impacting you is if you reach out to us, and a lot of you guys have, And um, but we want to hear from more more of you guys. what do you like us talking about? What do you not want us to talk about? What have we, what, what, what is, has encouraged you over this past, oh gosh, I think we've done like 150 shows now, 150. Congratulations to us. Okay. Um, but we, we've done a lot of shows. We've touched on a lot of topics. I want to know what is um, ministering to you. We are engaging our culture. We can't be Christians that are apart from our culture in the world, not of the world. Hello, people. Read the word. Um, we got to be in that world. We got to know what's going on. We got to know current events. We have to be aware of our surroundings, engaging culture with bold truth. We have to attack some of these cultural um, problems with bold truth and with raw faith. Not packaged faith. That's my new favorite term, packaged faith. I've said it for a year now. I'm obsessed with it. Not faith that looks like faith. It's really not faith because you can control it. Raw faith. Like step on the water faith. Like uh, stare at the Red Sea, say, uh, uh, Lord, help us faith and watch the waters part. No packaged faith here. Raw faith. Uh, in, in, in that vein of announcement, I want to introduce my guest to you. Um, she is... Principal and Director of Government Relations with America's Kids Belong. Her name is Janet Kelly, and she is an adoption advocate. She's going to tell you all about herself, but I want to go ahead and welcome her to the show. Hey, Janet, how are you doing today? Autumn, I'm doing great. I'm so thrilled to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love you already. You know this. Um, But I have such an attachment, obsession, slash urgency in my spirit for fostering children and adopting children. Those listeners that don't know, y'all know I adopted my two babies um, last year, February 20th. Uh, we got my son uh, February 25th, or, uh, April 25th. We got um, my daughter and, and took them home. And I am telling you, I've been a Christian forever. 
I've been an active Christian, uh, really participating in my walk with Christ for, I would say, about 16, 16, 17 years, really obsessed with God, relationally communicating with him, those, those types of things. Um, that transformed my faith. It did something so special to me. Watching those babies every day, every day, my faith is challenged because of the concept of adoption. And Janet, I got to hear all about you, girlfriend. Um, Tell me about, um, first of all, give me a little background on yourself, uh, because we really want to sell, I, I, we don't want to sell God's idea, but we kind of do. God had the idea of adoption. He adopted <laughs> us. Um, we were orphans, straight out or- orphans, and God saw and chose, picked, and put us in his family. Um, and I know you want to talk about that, but tell me a little background on, on you and what you do, Janet. Sure. Well, before America's Kids Belong was founded last year, I was in campaigns and politics and government for 15 years. So really and truly, foster care and adoption was the farthest thing from my mind until about 2012 when God dropped it in my lap. Hmm. Um, I like to say now I'm a recovering political hack. So that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you're you're you were in politics. You were doing all of these things. Um, you tell me about this woman that you met at the mall. Tell me about that whole scenario. So it was about halfway through. I was in. Um, I was a cabinet secretary for a governor here in Virginia. Um, and about halfway through his four year term. Um, like you're addicted to adoption, I am addicted to Chick-fil-A. And I had, I had figured out that if I drove just straight there, I could make it to Chick-fil-A before 1030 when they stopped serving breakfast. And so uh, you can say it was a divine appointment because God knew exactly where I was going to be at 1030 that morning. And um, I was actually a single mom at the time. My six-year-old daughter had prayed for two weeks leading up to this day for God to bring someone into our lives to show his love to. And you know, when your six-year-old prays that prayer, you just think, that is so cute. And you just kind of pat her on the head and think, that means I'm going to hand my granola bar out the window to a homeless person or whatever. You don't really know what what it's going to mean. And uh, But this morning, I was approached by a a young woman in her mid-20s, and she was crying and um, right out on the sidewalk in front of um, Chick-fil-A and she was lost and needed help and was headed to Planned Parenthood and asked me if I could give her a ride. And I just said, oh, honey, you have met the one person on the Facebook planet who, who cannot take you there, but what do you need? And, 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 and is there something else I can do to help you? And, you know, we got to talking and um, turns out she really just needed a pregnancy test that day. And so I looked at my calendar and, of course, you know, divine providence. I didn't have anything on my calendar until that afternoon. And, <laughs> <laughs> Ended up talking with this girl and staying with her, got her an ultrasound, um, and really, truly stayed friends with her over the next few months. And I just said, listen, I don't think it's an accident that we met. I don't know why we met, but I can tell you it's not it's not on accident. And if you will let me be your friend and you'll be my friend, um, I'll help you however I can with this baby. And, and that was the beginning of the story. Okay, so you're driving through Chick-fil-A, and you you just said you got her a pregnancy test and an ultrasound. How does that even work? What'd you do? Well, it turns, it turns out that we were right across from a crisis pregnancy center. And yeah, so girl, that's, I, call, I love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, 
I called a friend of mine and I said, where is the closest crisis pregnancy center? And she said, you're right there at it. So we don't know exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> we don't know if a Google search happened where she was looking for Planned Parenthood and this popped up. But she was right across the street. Oh so we just goodness. walked over there. Yeah, they were great. That's awesome. My mom is the executive director of several crisis pregnancy centers. So that's very close to my heart. Oh, heart. my goodness. She's fought for the yes. unborn for 30 years. And she's she's amazing. She's amazing. She's a boss, you know. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I Well, if she's your mom, she has to be. <laughs> Girl, she is. Uh, okay. So we so we got we got this um, this sweet lady. We got her pregnancy test. We got her an ultrasound. And um, and and then what happened? Like, did, did you stay friends with her? Um, uh, you reconnected at some point. Tell us how that happened. Yeah, we um, we did become friends, and really, truly, it was not a one-sided relationship at all. Even though she didn't have much money, she really gave me my education on poverty. I was a very um, stereotypical um, sort of a pick yourself up by your bootstraps person, and if you're not making it in life, it's because you're not trying hard enough, and, mm. you know, really embarrassed to say a lot more judgmental than I would have liked to admit at the time, but looking back, that's certainly what I was like, and, mm. you know, I would pepper her with questions, well, why can't you get a job? Well, Janet, I just got out of prison. I have three felonies on my record, and wow. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but you can get a job. Surely you can get a job, and, you know, um, well, even if I do, I can't get there. I have no car, um, and I live five miles past the bus line. And so it was just a really great um, way for me to get to understand the real everyday trials that people who don't have resources and who haven't really been dealt a fair hand in life or a great hand in life like I had, um, had to deal with every day just to make it. Wow. Wow. I love that. Education and poverty. Uh, Absolutely. Man, can we look down at people that aren't where we think that we are so high and mighty. And when you get down and you talk to them and you have a conversation with them, man, that judgment just peels right away, doesn't it? That's beautiful. Man, that'll preach, right? That's a whole nother show. That's right. Uh, Okay. So you, so you, you, you got married. Uh, your single mom here, you got married, met the man of your dreams. Right. And, and what sort of happened from there? So we, um, my, my husband and I, Ryan, um, just, again, he is a pure saint, um, got married, uh, a couple of years after meeting, um, this woman on the mall at the, on the sidewalk at the mall. And, um, you know, we had stayed friends with her. They started coming to church. We had lunch with them after church. I mean, you know, we were in their lives for sure. The dad was in the picture at this point, which was great, and still is, which is great. Mm. Um, and this little boy, we'd see him at church, and, you know, it was just a, a really beautiful thing. And um, we went away on our honeymoon and came back. And um, I came, we came back a day early, actually, from our honeymoon um, and went to yoga that night on the way in. And I just remember having this enormous sense of gratitude for this new chance in life. And anyone who's been through a divorce mm. and really experienced that redemption knows exactly what I am talking about. I've been divorced, um, so a, I get it, girl. Oh, then you know. Oh, my goodness. You're, we do have a long time. We're twins. <laughs> we certainly are. Oh, my goodness. So, sorry. Sorry um, to interrupt. I just remember thinking, I am so grateful, God, and I prayed, and I meant it. I meant it. I will do anything you want. Hmm. Well, the next day, and the reason that we came back a day early from our honeymoon was because my pastor was having a foster care and adoption rally at my church. Hmm. And so we went. We wanted to be supportive. We really, you know, we kind of thought about adopting. You know, 80% of Americans apparently have considered adopting at one point or another. And we were we fell in that 80%. And so we went mainly out of curiosity. And, of course, my daughter wanted to go. And 
um, just heard about all these kids in the foster care system. There are 400,000 children in the foster care system in the country. We don't have orphanages in America. We have foster care. And there are 100,000 kids who are waiting to be adopted, who are waiting for families Mm. and these kids who age out when they turn 18 or 21 in some states. They're on their own. Mm -hmm. They don't have grandparents for their kids. They don't have places to go for the holidays. Mm -hmm. 89% of them are addicted, homeless, incarcerated, or pregnant within two years of aging out of foster care. Mm -hmm. And honestly, at that second, my heart just broke for these kids. Uh And I mean, I've never looked back. We signed up to be foster parents that day, knowing it would be months. Even as newlyweds, you know, Mm -hmm. we thought it's going to be a few months before. We're licensed and, and, you know, we we're able to really take a child in our home, mm. but we still signed up. Well, two weeks later, we get a call from the little boys in a story from previously, um, his guardian ad litem. And they said, listen, we know you're not officially family, but we know you have a special relationship with the family. It's called kinship relationship. Mm. And um, they're, the, the mom and dad are having some issues. Um, we're going to have to remove him from the home. And if you guys don't take him, He's going to go into foster care. And this was about two weeks after our wedding. And, you know, so I just said, I am so sorry. There is just no way. We just got married and I'm in the cabinet for a governor. I'm, I have a daughter. It just, this is not a good time. I'll do whatever I can to help, but you know, it's not going to be, Hmm. it's not going to be us. I'm sorry. And he said, you know what, Janet, I I really feel like you should get downstairs and talk to your husband. My husband worked in the governor's office as well. So I went downstairs and talked to Ryan and, and I said, well, here's the situation. And this little boy is going to go into foster care if we don't take him. And Ryan said, well, you know, we have to do this, right? <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. We have to do this. I love I husbands like that. that. You would be the one to say no, because I've already said no. So we ended up um, that Thursday, um, we got legal custody of wow. Ashton. Um, the following three days on a Sunday, he moved, he moved in. And on the Friday in between, we found out we were expecting. So Ashton has this beautiful little sister who, um, <laughs> they just have bonded in such a beautiful way. I mean, God's so smart. The, the absolute second he could have had a sibling his age, um, or close to his age, he got one. I mean, the, the wow. second he could have, and they just have a really special, amazing bond. It's beautiful to watch. Okay. Let me recap for everyone who's listening. <laughs> this is a tremendous, this is, I don't ever, I don't even think the word tremendous is in my vocabulary, but I'm going to use it today. This is a tremendous story. Okay, if you just tune in, uh, Janet Kelly, uh, she is principal and director of government relations with America's Kids Belong, um, all about foster care, adoption, she met a woman at Chick-fil-A because she's addicted to it, got her a pregnancy test, ultrasound, stayed friends with this woman, and a couple years later was contacted via foster care right after she got married to foster this one, uh, adopt. Isn't it, is it adopt, Janet, or foster? Well, in this case, it was just foster at the okay. beginning, and okay. we weren't even officially foster parents. We were just called kinship care parents, and so we didn't get any training or resources oh, or really goodness. anything from the state. Wow. Um, and then it turned into an adoption situation later. 
Yeah. Okay. That look at how look at how God is an advocate for our children. Look at what Absolutely. he did in this situation. God is their advocate. And we just mm-hmm. need the church to listen to the advocate of God that is speaking out on their behalf. Um, I, I believe and I and I and I know that you believe, too, when they were reading me our, my pre-production notes about um, about this. You know, you just you just sort of rattled off these numbers. I, I don't want to miss them. 400,000 kids are waiting to be uh, 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 waiting to be adopted in foster care or are in foster care. Which one which one is right, Janet? 400,000 are in foster care and okay. there plenty of them have good foster families, but there is not one state in the country that has enough foster families. And there's so those 400,000, there are foster families for those children, but not nearly enough. And 100,000 kids are waiting to be adopted right now, right? In our yes, foster care system. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So then this goes, this goes to the church. I want, and I, and I love that you are bringing awareness to this through America's Kids Belong. By the way, if you want to visit the website, americaskidsbelong.com. Um, uh, Janet, uh, Jan, J. Kelly at amkidsbelong.com. Listen, our churches... Here's here's what I believe about this, Janet. I believe that God has put a desire in people, in churches, through his Holy Spirit to completely eradicate this problem. I 100% believe that if people would step up and answer the call of the of of um, just the pressing of the Holy Spirit rather than being overcome with, how do I pay for this? What if they have problems? Uh-huh. What if they this? What if they that? I don't think... We would have we 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 would be people waiting. There would be churches waiting to take kids that are being born uh, uh, and and house them. Um, And you know what? I've said this for years, and then I read this on my notes. Tell me about your passion for this. Well, um, if you knew me, and I know a lot of people out there who are listening today would say, "I could never do that," and I was one of those people. I really was. I was just not, I am not a super nurturing person. I'm not a, a mom who sits around on Pinterest and thinks about birthday decorations. That's just not who I am at my core. Me either. <laughs> and so I really was, I just said, of all people, God, you're going to call me. But I, I, I call it fast track sanctification. The second Ashton came into our lives, my world just changed and my faith grew a life of its own that it never would have. I had to depend on God for every single Mm. second of the day in ways I never had to before. And so obviously, personally, um, this has been a a game changer. You know, my oldest would say Ashton made our family, and he did. Um, And the reason that we founded America's Kids Belong is exactly what you're talking about. Our our president um, and a co-founder with me, his name is Brian Davis. He, He and his wife, Julie, had been using high-quality pictures and videos and showing them in churches in Colorado 10 years before I ever ran uh, any sort of campaign in, in Virginia on adoption. And I didn't mention that, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. Yes, I want to hear um, it. But um, they they were really part of this enormous movement of churches in Colorado. And, and truly, yes, the state has custody of these children, but these are God's children. Yes. And the church is the answer. Yes. No question. And so we joined... Um, their model in Colorado, which is a church-based model, and actually in Virginia, um, the last year of the administration, when the governor found out that there were a thousand kids waiting to be adopted in Virginia, he said, Janet, you have to fix this. Hmm. And so he tasked me and Ryan with running a campaign called Virginia Adopt Campaign for a Thousand, 
where we were able and miraculously should not have happened in, in our strength. Um, we were able to match 1,041 kids with loving homes in the last year of an administration. And you know, anybody that knows anything about politics knows that last year of the administration, not a lot gets done. And mm. it was just a beautiful thing. And so we've married those two models, the church-based model and the government model mm. um, at AKB. And we get, we get the church working with the state. We get the creative community to tell the story through pictures and videos. And then we get the business community to fund it. And that's our model in every state. And then we hopefully, if you picture all of those four spheres in a boat, hopefully the governor of that state is on the back with a motor. Because when you get the governor's office involved and when you get elected officials in the state involved, um, things can go very, very quickly because they can cut through red tape and bureaucracy uh, like a normal average citizen can. Mm -hmm. So that's really um, how we get things done now. Um, And it's joining, but it's joining all of those spheres. And I would imagine that most of your listeners fit into one of those spheres. And there is something that everybody that's listening right now can do. Mm. Wow. Okay. I've got two questions for you. What is, um, when we, when we talk about America kids belong, what, what, what is your goals for the next couple of years? What's your, what, what are you looking at in the future? What, where are you going with this? Um, well, first let me say, I may have given you the wrong, uh, uh uh, website it should be America's Kids Belong dot org and Jay Kelly at americamakidsbelong dot org. Okay, um, I believe that that's the right one. Perfect, so, thank um, you. No problem. Our dream and our vision um, is one that we feel like God gave us, which is to end the foster care and adoption crisis in this country. Hmm. Um, and what that looks like, and we have to do that state by state because every state is, um, every state has custody of its own kids. It's not really something that can be done from the national federal level in D.C. It has to be done through your state capital and your state elected officials, really. Um, and so our, our dream, we, we are in, currently in two states, operating in two states, Oklahoma and Tennessee, and we have um, about 15 to 20 more states that are kind of on the bubble that express interest that we're talking with right now and wow. looking to expand. And the Dallas area is one of those areas. Um, we've been in talks with them for a while. So, Come on, um, Dallas. Come on. Where are my politicians know, at? I know. Yes. So really what we, what we look for in an area is a very motivated, passionate, core team of people to get this off the ground and running. And then we lend our expertise and sort of tell you, hey, this is how you build this car. We've done this three or four times now, and it saves you a lot of time. We sort of serve as um, consultants, but also we lend a lot of on-the-ground help. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, if anyone is listening right now that has interest in this, we we want you to contact americaskidsbelong.org, Jay Kelly at amkidsbelong.org. Listen, we need this here. We need this. I know I adopted my son from Texas. Um, so we uh. we need awareness. We need um we need advocates in this area uh to connect foster care children with loving homes and uh this is this is absolutely amazing uh i i want to i want to end with this janet what would you tell that couple that they just they have just kind of like you like i can't do this right now you know you want me to foster a kid you want me to do, what in the what in the what in the world do i do what in the heck do i do um I'm, i was like that a little bit because i am i'm busy but who isn't busy uh-huh. uh, when the Holy Spirit's not knocks, you still walk through that door. What, what is some advice, just practical advice you can give to that person that whose ears are perked up right now? Well, the first thing that I would tell them is to pray about it. And if you feel 
like this is something that you're being called to do, just like anything else in life, God's going to give you the strength to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like anything else he calls you to do, it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are going to be days that are hard where you wonder if it was worth it. Um, But now we've got uh, now three years under our belt. And even with all of the the trials and struggles that this has been, um, I would absolutely say not only just like with your own birth children, Mm -hmm. do the joys outweigh that, but you are an absolutely better person. And anytime you're walking through a calling that God has given to you, I mean, life is just a thrill. Even when it's not easy, it it is thrilling and it's satisfying. So that's the first thing I would say is to make sure that, this is something that you're being called to do. Um, but the second thing is um, there's something for everybody, mm. whether it's a seven-year-old who can bake cookies or a 17-year-old who can be a mother's helper to support a foster family Good. who's actively fostering, or if it's a 70-year-old who can bake a lasagna for that family. Mm. Everybody can do something, and there are such low barriers to entry on um, on helping those foster families. And if you want to know what those are, contact your local um, child welfare system in your locality, and they can probably tell you. Hmm. Um, and then lastly, I would just say that um, something that Ryan and I, I say a lot to each other is that the best prayer is yes. And I can't remember exactly where we heard that. Um, but um, at the end of the day, we have absolutely no regret. I mean, we literally had two weeks together as a married couple before we got Ashton. And um, and we, we wouldn't do anything any differently if we could do it. And again, if I can do it, they can do it. Amen. Wow. I'm going to leave on that note. I'm telling you, adoption has changed my life forever. I wouldn't want the same life that I had because of how much wealth of wisdom, knowledge, just understanding of God um, uh, has come from it. Thank you so much, Janet, for being on this show. This is amazing. Please reach out to this organization. If the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart right now, which I know he is, America's Kids Belong org. Jay Kelly at amkidsbelong.org. Thank you so much for being on the show, Janet. Uh, thank you, Autumn. You're awesome. Thank you. So are you. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time right here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.